There we go, folks. Jig night. We start on time, folks. Guys, what's happening? Jig night? We are at it tonight. And finally, well, let's start. Welcome to Jig Squad Live and the Tackle Making Podcast. We are excited tonight because everyone keeps talking about, you guys talk about all these smallmouth lures and these northern guys. When are you going to bring a southern boy on? Georgia, Alabama. So we have ourselves a southern boy tonight, and I'm super excited to have Isaac here, owner of Cumberland Pro Lures. And we're just going to jump right into it because I want to hear about the Alabama shake and swim jigs and all the other fun things that go on uh, along the way. But Isaac, welcome to Jig Squad, bud. How are you? I'm doing great. I appreciate you guys having me on. I'm excited to be here tonight. Absolutely. Absolutely. I am. You know, it's funny because um, there's a plethora of things that Cumberland Pro Lures puts out there, right? Um, right. But, you know, like I, I kind of labeled it tonight because I go, man, if we're going to have somebody from a southern southern jig maker on, I want to make sure we, we make it southern. So and I know you just um, – so you have a lot of lineups. So tell us a little bit about you, Cumberland, and uh, and, and where you guys where, – where people could find your stuff because it's in a lot of places, and I don't know if everyone knows all the places you can find your stuff. Right, yeah. Um you can find now not 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 every retailer carries the full line but you can find uh, almost everything with the exception of our bucktails or striper jigs you can find okay. tackle, which is a great place to shop um land big fish has a huge selection uh omnia has a huge selection um sportsman's warehouse carries a good a good number of our products um and uh we're, we're 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 talking with bait works but we're we're gonna see how that one goes um and then and then of course you know it runs through distribution so it's in other little stores which we don't have that information as far as the little the little tackle buyers all the little buyers but um yeah you can find, it, find it in most places i mean lbf is a great place to shop uh obviously mm-hmm. tackle house has everything under the sun uh they really sports, do is a really good place for our bucktails. That's a really good place to get the bucktails. Which place did you say, Isaac? For the bucktails. Okay. Yeah, and they have them in select stores, but you can find them online. Um, I think Land Big Fish also has the bucktails. But we sell we sell a couple different types of, of bucktail stuff. We also have, I and mean, you're talking large now, but we also have a smallmouth style hair jig called the Rock Hound, which has been, it's been, it's been really popular. Um, that's awesome. Those are a tackle warehouse as well. So, so uh, that's kind of a, that's a pretty diverse group of places. I mean, you've got everything. What's Omni up in Minnesota, right? So you, you've got tackle warehouses, tackle warehouse. Everyone knows tackle warehouse. Omni is like the new, they're really, they're on fire. Like they're adding a lot and all the other places you mentioned are all the places that we all ping around on the internet, looking at different places. So you said something. So I, we're going to talk about the Alabama shake tonight, yep. but I, I'm going to tell you one thing that I want to talk about tonight, Isaac, is yeah. I want to talk about um, your interpretation, use of, and um, just fishing style for largemouth when it comes to bucktail jigs, because that's something that everyone doesn't talk about often. 
And um, I want right. to talk about that tonight, but let's get to the Alabama shake first. So, cause I, I've been intrigued by this jig. One of my buddies, I remember I posted one of the jigs, right. And I posted one of your jigs on the jig squad Instagram page and somebody, and somebody said, um, I think it was Adam Mihara, one of my buddies, he goes four cause referencing that it has the divots like a golf ball. So talk to me yeah. about this jig style and, and how you came to design this jig. And specifically yeah. with the Alabama shake technique in mind. Yep. yep. I'll get to that. I'm going to start with the golf ball shape. Go, <laughs> uh, go. Because there was a guy local to here, um, probably about 45 minutes from the house. He owned a little company. It was in, he got in tackle warehouse for five minutes. He got sick and he, he since passed. This has been years and years ago. Um, I think the name of the company was Get Bit Lures. Yeah, out of uh, out of Edenton, but um, he put the little dimples on his heads years and years ago, and he said the dimples create a wa- a different water displacement. Uh, now, obviously, get wait. You're telling happen. me the guy you you're telling me get bit was the first ones that kind of talked about that with those dimples because I I didn't know that and I'm very yeah. familiar with that company, but I obviously not familiar enough because I didn't know that. No, no, no. Not, Interesting. not the northern get bit, the southern get bit. There's two get the, bits. The southern get bit. This is, they're not in Arkansas by any chance, are they? No, they were out of Georgia. They're probably 30, 40 minutes from me. Uh, okay. The local, local little brand. The other get bit, that's a northern company. I know which one you're talking okay. about. That's, yeah, that's, that's, not the, that's not the company. Um, it was, it was Okay, this company. is interesting to me. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, this other company. It was probably... I'd say probably seven years ago that, that he, I'd say about seven years ago that he passed. Um, but he put dimples on his heads for, to create a different water displacement. Um, I always thought about that. I always really appreciated that design. I was actually talking to him about buying a mold from him way back, but he passed right okay. before we did it. The company's been gone for, you know, seven, eight years now too. Um, it just kind of dried up as small companies do a lot of times, but sure. um, he put the dimples on it for the water displacement and he, he swore by it. I always really liked the look of it. I always thought it was a really cool feature. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously any shape's going to change the water displacement, but it's not yeah, something I that I'm, it's not something that I'm going to market because I don't want it to be or gimmicky. You, you know, there's too much gimmicky stuff out there already. Um, right. but, but predominantly I really like the look of it. it it's a really cool vibe and w- when I took the prototype we went to the uh, the East Tennessee fishing show and, okay. and people were asking me what's, what's the dimples about and I said oh they just look cool that's why I put them on they look awesome you know what I mean which is a big deal everybody wants a great looking product and right. um, I you wouldn't believe how many people were, were, were telling me they're like oh no that's not why you did it you did it for you know what I mean yeah, <laughs> they all so it's, up with their own reason why the dimple. Yeah, it's interesting you say that, Isaac, because the reality, like the the big companies, are famous for this, right? Their their words right. and descriptions about I, I, like top waters. I would say top water baits are classic for this about talking about the displacement of water. But conceptually, you're you're exactly right. Any change in contours on the head of a jig is going to change how it goes through the water. And even if it's this this slight, it's still something. Right. And fairly, 
if you look at a lot of the jigs that come out on the market, uh, I, I'll, I'm going to use the words concave and convex or protruding, right? I, the the right. dimples are a concave feature, right? So it's changing changing that a little bit. But it's funny you say that because you're like, it's probably this place is a water, but I don't, I don't go and brand it and market it as such. It's just kind of like an added feature that people will recognize. And it's different. It's yeah. different. Yeah. Right. Right. And it's something that is something that will make them stand out too. Um, Cause I mean, a, a lot of, a, a lot of, uh, now we put a lot of features and we'll get into that later um, because we, we're heavy on performance features that we put into our baits. Um, okay. But it's also important. You, you want that bait to stand out when it's on a page. You don't want it to look like everybody else is going to get lost in the fog, so to speak. Um, and that's another great reason for those dimples is it's, it's something a little, a little bit different. Uh, Daniel just yep, said that, that he that, goes, if nothing else, people are going to know this is right. what it is. Right. And, but I'll break down some features on this bait. Sure. And kind of how we, and it's probably easier. It's on the camera. There you go. I'll make Move you big hand. here, buddy. But it, there you go. Make me big. There we go. But it's got the dimpled head. The the hook we went with, it's got a four-aught, 30-degree hook in it. Uh, the okay. weed guard, it's a one-eighth. That's a fiber, so it's not overly stiff. Because I like I like kind of a soft weed guard on a swim jig. You don't want anything real heavy on a swim jig, as you know. Uh, it's got yep. a single rattle. But the rattle on this bait, and this is more of the performance aspect of it, the rattle on this bait sits directly below it it's on a single mm -hmm. strap and i know you probably you're with these single straps i'm sure sure uh, yeah but it helps, helps keep that weight on the bottom of that head so it has a little better balance okay um, you know i'll show you something got a standard 40 strand skirt on it okay i'll show you this is something cool for it because you know those rattles when you put those rattles i love rattles but when you put them on most jigs you don't have a bait keeper anymore that's a that's a huge problem uh, with mm -hmm. this one, you can see the the, the, the markings on it. We actually yep. section off sections so that skirt sits in this first one, and that rattle sits in that next one. So you have plenty of room for your keeper still. So it's that's actually, actually built to rattle. And that's it, very and, smart. And it all, yeah, it, and when you get a bite, and if if it's kind of a swiping bite, they won't pull the rattle off the back end of that keeper because you've got that ridge right there. Um, but that's a there that's you go. cool bait. The Alabama Shake. Um, I wanted to build a perfect, a purpose-built swim jig. Um, okay. In the Alabama technique, it's not just the Southern technique, but you know how popular swim jigs are now. I mean, it's crazy. That's the biggest selling category, hands down. Right. Um, right. And everybody throwing, everybody throwing swim baits on them or flapping crawls. I mean, it. it the fish see it a lot, especially in the heavily fished waters. So I wanted yep. to build something. Now that that swim jig is it works great with all those other techniques as well. But I wanted to build something that was specifically had that Alabama shake in mind. Um, and that's a lot where that rattle comes in because you say, oh, what do you need a rattle on a swim jig? Well, if you're just a standard retrieve, you really don't. But when you're shaking that thing. Right. That rattle, it gives an 
element which make, gives it a little different sound in the water than what everybody in front of you is throwing. And it mm -hmm. was probably, you know, we talked about it a little bit, but it was probably probably about a year and a half ago because okay. I used to crush them on swim jigs. And probably about a year and a half ago, the bite started to kind of wane a little bit, so to speak. Um, Interesting. We talked about that. Yeah, we were talking about that, but in, in, in like I was telling you, um, I've switched it up just, just way far up. I, I, I go with uh, typically on a swim jig now, I'm throwing two trailers with it. And this, this one right here, that's the, you probably know what that is. That's the big salty chunk right there by Zoom. And this yep. is a full size one. And I, mm -hmm. I really like the three eighths is awesome. Um, but a quarter ounce, it, it, and I kind of do, the Alabama shakes just a consistent rod twitch, but I kind of fish it a little bit of a modified version where I do more, they're a little more aggressive pops, um, and they're, it's not just constant. It just pop, pop about every time, like we were talking about, every time that reel handle hits about the bottom of the reel, I give it a pop. And with that big chunk on there, you would have to see it, but it, it gives it just a floating, it's, it's incredible. And you Interesting. actually see the fish turn on and, and they'll, they'll hunt it down. So, I mean, you'll see them swirling before they're coming after it. Um, it's funny, it's funny you say that. It's water technique. I, so, I'm, I, so, I'm looking, so I'm listening to you describe that, Isaac. And the first thing I'm thinking, you pull out that big salty yeah. chunk. And I go, and I'm looking, I go, and you know what I like to use. I told you, I like to use these small little zoom yes. finesse worms and cut off half of it and use it as a trailer right this is this is how i've adapted right. off of something we'll talk about later which is what has changed in the yep. swim jigging but when i saw that i was i started thinking of a technique i used to do and and what i used to do um <laughs> i'm i'm gonna reference the comments in a minute so one of the things i used to do i said when i would fish a chatterbait and I would particularly do this in river systems. So I would be wading the rivers and I would sit there and I'd, I'd put a chatterbait on and I literally would go mm -hmm. jerk, 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 jerk. And I, and I, so basically rather than just shaking it, I was fishing it like short little jerks nonstop as I, as I yeah. was going. And I could see how a trailer like that um, on that backside would create a crazy cool flow to it. I, and it's funny because I don't yeah. do it on swim. I don't do it on swim jigs as much, but I did. That was a technique I always would use um, with chatterbaits. Funny enough, and whether people think that's dumb or not, I don't really care. That's what I would use, and it would crush yeah. smallies wading the rivers. Um, but anyway, go ahead, continue because right. look at look at the guys in chat. Look at aim the jig is in here. A lot of the a lot of the Instagram guys are popping in tonight on the fly tackle. They love the Cuda shake. Yep, they do. And Matt, South Jersey fisherman, I like Matt. Matt listen, you're going to like this tonight because Isaac and Cumberland Pro Lures has some bucktails, and he's going to talk about them later, and, and they're used for largemouth, which we never talk about around yeah. here. So I don't know. I'm I don't I might have to I might have to take myself off the screen when we talk about this, but I'm excited to have the conversation. So, um, all right, but Isaac, go ahead, brother, keep going. But the uh, with the with the trailer you were talking, I'll use two sizes. I also use the small salty chunk if they're on smaller shad. But that okay. big salty chunk, if you if you get some and give it a try, it, it's almost a fluke type type of action, and it okay. darts because you after the pop, 
black line for a second, that that bait darts really hard. Um, but the, and this the, is the, the big this salty is, chunk. That... No, you. What's interesting about what you're saying, Isaac, is that I think you you also mentioned too that you're not. We we talked about guys. Everyone, Isaac and I have talked about like um, heavy skirts lighter lighter skirts isaac likes a lighter skirt and, and the alabama shake swim jig is not a super heavy skirt right meaning no. quant, m- amount of material so it's interesting that that match of amount of material you're using on the um on the yep. swim jig with that super chunk i just find this very interesting i really do but go ahead it, 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 the, the the chunk the bigger chunk body it grabs water, especially when you're throwing that quarter ounce size. You get a lot sure. of darting action. It's a whole nother. But when I switched to that, um, I started catching them again because they're they're that's not something that they're consistently seeing all the time. It's a little different deal, um, but it's it's a great great technique. Um, Interesting. In, in the the, the line. You'll see a lot of uh, you'll see a lot of articles like oh you have to use braid to get the jig to pop whatever whatever but in all reality it's to each his I mean you know how it works with a rod and reel setup if you're running a, a, a fluoro or a co poly and you're running a little stiffer rod it's fine um, I, I've done both and I like both it just depends on the situation as far as that goes um, that, and I don't that's go a real good crazy now. That's a good comment too. Um, just just about the options and ha- and having those choices. And keep in mind, when I was when I was running this technique, I mean, I've been making chatterbaits for a long time. I mean, it was I was using mono when I was doing this, right? So everything is about figuring out how to use the tools you have, you know. And and all of these things can happen. You just have to adjust how you use it depending on the rod and and the line you're using. But I mean. It's just it's just a cool look it's a cool looking jig and it fits the function of of what you're what you're trying to do. This trailer thing has me very uh interested because it's not my regular style. So like when you talk about right. this, I you know, everyone talks about putting some type of paddle tail on the back of a jig and I and I think to myself, yeah, that works, but I I'm I almost am trying to get away from putting a paddle tail on the back of my jigs now. Let's talk about that for a second. What do you think has changed in the swim jig uh, uh, fishability over the last several years? Let's call it five to seven. Um, yeah, I, I think they, I think they've gotten so prevalent now. Um, that there's so much information out there, and, and generally, all the information, even though there's tons and tons of it, it all sends people down the same path, so to speak. Um, and so in effect, everybody's kind of doing the same kind of thing for the most part. Um, but you know, I, I, I just think, you know, if you're fishing heavy pressured waters, it's, it's going to, they're going to start becoming accustomed to what they're seeing over and over and day in and day out, because how many times you go to the lake and you've got. Well, I got this spot, this spot, this spot, this spot, and you start running spots. There's a boat on every single one of them. So, how many times you actually fishing behind people? Probably more than what you realize. I would venture to say. Um, but swim jigs have become so prevalent, and, and I think the reason that they are prevalent, and you probably know this, a lot of people, um, 
because you know you'll watch videos and, and people are like oh jig fishing it, it's it's really tough it's an art it's really hard to learn you gotta not catch fish for five years before you'll catch you know the deal um, right and in yeah and you know the deal but in the reality is it, it people are a little spooked of the other jigs but a swim jig i mean you can tie a swim jig on for a kid and they can go to catching fish you know if, if yeah. all they do is a straight retreat they'll fish so it's the easiest one to get into, and I think that lends itself to, well, there's two reasons. One, people don't have any patience, and so it's something they can just chuck and wind and chuck and wind and chuck and wind. Um, it, do, it doesn't Great have the comment. patience factor of dragging it. Right, but it's easier to get into. But the reality, and what I always tell people at shows, you know, if you can catch a bass with a Texas rig, you can catch them with a jig. Um you know, the, the only tip I give is when you're working that jig across the bottom, keep your finger on the line. You know what I mean? And and, and go to your honey hole, get a little confidence, and you're fine. It, it's it's not as big of a mystery to fish a jig, in my opinion, is, is what a lot of people make it to be. It's not as hard to get into. It just takes a little bit of practice. Um, but but the way I've heard it in the past, sometimes it's... <laughs> It's tough, you know, but it's 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 really not. It's just a confidence kind of situation. Um, I, but if you can catch on a worm, you can. Not to oversimplify it, but what I've told people that haven't been jig fishermen before over the years is, I'll uh, if I I like when people start on a swim jig because one, it's a jig, right. and and they can right. chunk and retrieve. And what I tell people is, they go, listen, right. Pretend it's a spinner bait that you could stop reeling once in a while, and so you reel it as much as you right. want. You 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 pop it when you want, and when you feel you say, "Well, I'm going to drop it on the end of this weed line," then just then stall it and let it fall and see what happens. And so, yeah, you've got like anything else, you've got to have confidence in baits. There's been people that have come on Jig Squad, Isaac. I mean, um, you know, in chat, and they've said, "You know what?" I love hearing about all this stuff. He goes, but I, but people say there's several, they might even be in chat tonight, guys that have been just been around since we started in January. And they say, man, I don't have any confidence in a jig. I've never caught a jig fish, um, a skirted jig fish. Right. And they say, I I just, but I'm intrigued by all this. I want to do it. And I, I honestly think the easiest way into using jigs, although it's not the same technique at all is to start out with a swim jig. And, and really it's right. no, because they, they've likely fished a spinnerbait and you just say, just, just keep rewinding, just or keep, keep winding. Yeah. And when you decide you want to stop it, just stop it and see what happens. And right. sooner or later, yeah, they start to get a feel for it and some confidence. Right. Right. Yeah. And, it, but, and then they can go to a, uh, they can go to a finesse jig, a little smaller profile, um, and, and kind of continue down that down that learning experience, but it it's not as it's not as complicated. We spend a lot of time at it, it shows educating people because a lot of people just don't know, and they're like, "Oh man, what do I do? Do I have to buy a bunch of stuff?" And I'm like, "No, you just do you have any lizards? Just, just cut them in half and stick one on." You know what I mean? Um, you can make it as complicated or as simple as you want to, but but the great thing about a jig that I've always really appreciated is the fact that you catch bigger fish, you know, day in and day out. You'll, you'll catch I do believe that to be true. On. Absolutely. It's absolutely true. So, I mean, that's that's a good enough reason in itself 
to, to, to learn about them, you know, and, and give them. And, and the other tip you were talking about tips for fishing jigs, the other tip I've got, which is huge, and, and I'm sure you've heard it before, is uh, if you want to learn something, don't bring your, your standbys with you. Just bring whatever bait you're trying to learn, because if you've got Old Faithful and over there in the, in the deck of the boat, you don't fish with a jig for about five minutes and then you're going to be on to throwing your Texas rig or whatever you're typically fishing. Um, yeah. But yeah, jig fishing is not very tough. Bouncing around though, this is the small salty chunk. And depending on your fish size, this is, this is the 2.5. These are, these are available at LBF, but depend, and you can see, I'll pull one off here for you. You can see the size difference. So depending on your fish, and this is just for you, but depending on your size fish, you can tank your pick. You see the size difference on those? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, Jim, 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 and Chad had just made the comedy. He's been throwing a small black black chunk on the back of a jig for twenty five, a finesse jig for twenty five years, and he's never changed because because it works. Yeah, you know how crazy is that? And I'll tell you what, isn't G Man, isn't Swindle a big fan of that salty chunk too? I think he is. He is. So he's been with Zoom forever. Yeah. Is he still with them? I think he is. I don't know. I suspect. I suspect the money hadn't run out, so I suspect he's still with them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's all. Uh, uh, tons of people use them. Um, in this, you know, Zoom kind of had a slowdown with the COVID stuff, and I fish chunks a ton summer winter i don't care because that's another misconception i think about chunks is people say oh well they're they're dead action they don't have any action but if you watch how thin the legs are on them once you put that thing on the bottom and you it, you'd be surprised how much action a chunk actually has it just doesn't I, flutter on the way down so i have not it's funny i was just out in the garage cleaning up some old um boxes of plastics or plastic bins that i have yeah. hanging on the wall and I came across some chunks and I go, I can't get rid of these. I just haven't used them for a long time. And what's funny is um, when you brought, when you held up that, the big salty chunk a little while at the beginning, I, I immediately, it made sense to me, you know, and I'm not, everyone knows I'm not, I'm not blowing smoke. I, if I don't like something, I just say it or I don't use it or whatever. But that thing yeah. on the back of a jig, it's the most simple of things. And it's probably, it might be one of the first uh trailers that three quarters of the people in the room started using uh when they right. when they started fishing you know or some version right. thereof of that type of sized chunk uh piece right. crazy and, it, and and i really like them because i carry you know i'll carry both sizes but depending on the fish mood you can just switch back and forth um dirty water you go big you know, cleaner water, you go with a smaller size chunk. Same with a swim jig. Um, the only other one that, that use predominantly, now I'll, I'll, I'll go through phases where I'm like, oh, that's a new bait. I'm going to try that. But I always come back to these. The only other one that I like is this one. Um, that is oh, the swimming chunk, Frank. That's another one. It's got one. little legs. That is a great little bait, too. Um, I really enjoy that on a swim jig once in a while. Typically cleaner water if it's really dirty. And if you try something big chunks, you'll see what I'm talking about. But it has so much water displacement. I, I like to go with that big, the 3.25 salty chunk. Um, sounds like I'm doing a Zoom commercial, but um No, but he, no, the, listen, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna zoom you. I'm gonna zoom you. Listen, you I think you said something the other night when we were talking. 
that is like my my love affair. So I love yeah. tubes. I love fishing tubes. I always have. I got my my mentors, my small my my Great Lakes mentors taught me how to fish tubes. But the other thing that they they yeah. got me to start fishing, and I would use as a river rat, wade in the rivers, um, was the Zoom Fat Albert. And everyone talks about oh, Kalen's yeah. grubs and the legend of Kalen's grubs. Dude, I am I am a Zoom Fat Albert fan. Not only will I fish it on a ball head jig on its own still, yep. but I will also put in use. You, you brought this up, didn't you? As a trailer, didn't you bring that up? Oh my gosh, yep. what a dream Wait. bait! Yeah, it is. In, in, in the plastic that Zoom uses, it's it's got a really good balance for action and durability which is a hard balance yeah. to hit because you know you get some plastics you get them and, and you cast too hard and they split them and go off the hook um, oh yeah zoom does a really nice job um they do it they do a really nice job but that's pretty much um oh isaac's spinning if he's not back he'll come back so interesting enough guys so i'll talk until Isaac's spinning for me. Is he spinning for you guys too? We'll see if anyone says. So, uh, Isaac's gone. He'll come back. So, interesting enough, yeah, so Isaac and I were talking the other night, and he made mention of um, using the Fat Albert as a trailer, and I just I just love the bait. You know, it's um, I've always used it. I probably, frankly, I've used it more as a, a grub by itself than um, – than I've ever used it as a trailer, but I've used it as a trailer too. So, um, but it's just, it's, it's one of those things. I, I don't, um, yeah, I can't say Brian Schmidt. What did you say here? Yeah. On a single buzz bait. Yep. Absolutely. I, I could see that too. Spinning rod. Yeah. I mean, I'm mostly, all right, let's see. Isaac just popped in, but I can't connect them. I'm going to text them. We'll see what happens. So I'll try and talk at the same time as I'm talking. So Isaac tried hopping in. Isaac, if you can hear me, because you're in the room, but you're not on screen yet, you're, it says your device isn't connected. So let's see if we can get them back on. I'm going to message them. Bear with me a little bit. Let's see if I can talk and text at the same time. I can't drive and text. I don't do that. But anyway, I let's see if I can get them. Isaac, here we go. Try again. Leave and come back. There we go. This is behind the scenes here, guys. Jig squad. Here, you know what I'm gonna do? I could do this. I can remove them. Let me do that. Maybe I can. Wow, it's not working. All right, he's. Yeah, let's see if he comes back in. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. Look at Dark Man's talking about being a Kalen's guy. It's fun, dark man. Three inch or five inch Kalins. What what do you prefer? Because both of them over the years. I mean, uh, you you know we used to fish the old Kalins years, many many twenty five years ago. We used to fish the old. So we fished three and five inch Kalins on the back of the uh, Mister Twister keeper hooks. If you remember, they were like a belly weighted jig with like a little um, pinpoint. Isaac, oh my goodness, Fat Boy, what's up, buddy? So Isaac, Isaac is trying to get in. He's in, but it's saying it's his device isn't connected. So Isaac, I don't know if you can hear me saying that, but um, 
you're in the room. I'm going to, I'm going to keep talking. I'm going to call him as, as we go here. Just so you know, I feel like I'm on small mouth crush for a second. This is like behind the scenes, small mouth crush stuff. You guys just get to see how this goes. I'll call him. Um, yeah, but anyway, so dark man says three inch most of the time. Um, Tom saying I need to order more Cumberland pro jigs. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just think they're cool. I like the amount of material he uses. It looks good. Um, all right. So Isaac left again. Let's see if he's answering the call. I just want to make sure you understand. So basically what happens here, guys, <laughs> if you're in chat, that uh, didn't work. Well, anyway, so we'll see what happens. Um, Isaac is coming back into the room of my streaming service, but it says his device is not connected. So I don't know if you hear that, Isaac, but that's what it's saying. So um, nonetheless, if you can get back in and I see your face, then I'm putting you back on. But in the meantime, we're just talking shop. So um, so Tom is saying, I need to order more Cumberland Pro Lures. I had one as part of a prize pack from uh, from Gabe, Tin Horse Monty. Um, I love the jig. It caught me quite a few fish with a Zoom Super Chunk, ironically enough. All right, Tom. So that is, I don't know why this has resonated with me so much tonight, but it really has. So Gary West, Kalen's five inch on my swim jigs all day long. So interesting enough, guys. So when you talk about grubs, there are grubs that will call, say that they are a certain size, right? And and they'll say, um, let's call it four inch, four inch grub. You compare that to another four-inch grub, and they're not the same size. So some companies will measure their grubs based on the main portion of the body, and the other companies will measure their grub on the length of the extension of the curl of the tail. So you never really get a full full understanding. But as an example, I think the Fat Alberts are three-inch grubs, but they're I could be wrong. But nonetheless, they just they 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 meet my my purposes for what I, I need them to do. White whale, welcome, buddy. I appreciate you. Um, Anthony, Anthony, I catch too many pike on Kalen's. You know, I, I tell you what, it's funny. I keep listening to the Minnesota boys talk about, um, not about eat, actually eating pike. Hellebass the other night is like, you know what guys, you all should just cook up some pike whenever you can Clay, cut around the Y bone and, and eat some pike. And he was saying this because people are talking about like, I'm tired of pike eating my frog and all these other things. So it is what it is. Um, Tom says a three pounder swam off, stuck it in his lip. Okay. Um, not before bucktails, man, South Jersey fisherman. So Isaac, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I, he's in. I'm Isaac, not. you're good. All right. Yeah. So what, Isaac, what happened is I saw you come into the room, but for whatever reason, you would come into the room with a streaming software and then it would say device not connected. So I couldn't see you and I just knew it wasn't connected, but you're here. Yeah, I'm back. Perfect, I'm back now. It's it's not a good show unless there's a technical difficulty, right? Well, listen, this stuff happens, right? We're all we time. are. I don't think I know enough about technology to fix it all, but I I know enough that we have to persevere. And right. the the comment right here from my buddy Matt, South Jersey fisherman, is my favorite because he says he goes not before the bucktails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was thinking myself. I'm like, man, I still got so much stuff I want to talk about. This so over. many good things, buddy. Yeah. yeah, you sound good. I don't know. Sometimes things hit a little glitch. That's okay. You're back, though. Yeah, a little glitch, a little glitch. Um, but uh, moving on to another jig we just released. You'll make okay, sure go you ahead. 
This is the pig jig, and you've probably seen some posts about it, stuff like that. Um, this is a, it's kind of a compact style flipping jig. Uh, it's good for small mouth, large mouth. It's a smaller frame. It's got a four-aught hook in it, so it's, it's pretty compact. It's probably about right at two inches, so it doesn't have the big five-aught. And also on that, on that swim jig, that's a four-aught as well, so it's a little bit more compact. Um, that look that really looks good with a four out in there, Isaac. It just yeah. it doesn't. To be honest with you, it looks extremely stout, but it, it doesn't is. look like it has a crazy length to it. No, no, it's it's a it's a shorter um, it's a shorter shank, but it's a stout hook um, and a flat and, eye. Yeah, it's a flat eye. Yep, it's a flat eye. And we went with we either run uh, we we typically run mustads in these. Um, but it's it's a it's a great hook. It's really solid. I wanted to go with a four aught. I don't really like a lot of jigs with five aughts. I think the longer hooks kind of cause some issues. Um, That's a great as, comment. I agree it, with that comment. Yeah, as far as hanging up, if it's a heavy cover jig, I really really like the four aught a lot better. Um, but another feature we put into it is that weed guard. That's a five thirty seconds. I know all these jig builders know that size. It's a medium fiber. So it's, yeah. but it's just enough to keep you off uh, out of trouble. And when we build our molds and with all of our jigs, we're real particular about this. Let me get my head out of the way or in the way one, whichever way you can see it better. But <laughs> it works both ways, brother. You see that hook point right there? Yes. There we go. When we build a jig, we always put that hook point about an eighth from the weed guard. We don't ever want the weed guards way up here. We want them laying right down on that hook point like that. And that's a that's a huge deal for keeping them weedless as well. Sure. Um, it's got a standard style keeper on it. Nothing nothing overly extraordinary about this. The standard bait keeper. Um, something we did really cool with the head. And they had originally when I got the company, they had a pig jig that was modeled after a super super old school jig. And it was a good jig, but it was a little rough, if you know what I mean. Sure. Um, just over the years of being molded and changed and whatnot. But it has a very wide head on it. You see how wide that head is? Yes. There we go. It's got a very wide, Arky-esque style head, which is great for skipping, too. Um, Show the top also, side of that, Isaac. Show the top side of that head, too. The top like, side? I just, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, there you go. See how wide that head is? Yes. It's almost like um, it, it's it's like a rounded diamond head, but a little bit rounded on the bottom, Yes. Yeah, it's a little bit rounded. It's rounded on the bottom. You can see it. it but another big deal when we when we design this jig, and, and I, a lot of old guys used to do this. I don't know if you do it, but when you get a jig out of a package, you feel for catch points because you can about feel yes. where a jig is going to hang. And with that jig right there, there is zero catch point all the way from the hook hot all the way down the back of the jig. It's perfectly smooth, which which will make this jig extremely weedless and coming through wood. Very interesting. The the bottom, what I would say is the bottom side of that hook and then the curvature coming up the front side of it is very, yep. um, it's more pronounced than I originally thought. As yep. I look at that, that's interest, very interesting. Yeah, and, yep. and that's a very important fact. You see how it just, it's almost like one, I mean, it obviously it's one piece, but how it just smoothly blends. Yes. That's a, that's a huge deal. Um, something else, and I'll talk about this, you can't keep from giving this away, but I learned this. Uh, I learned this quite a while ago. But have you ever? Did you ever rode a dirt bike before? 
Yes, sir. Okay. Well, you know that on that the tires, they've got that ridge that hooks out, and then when you, if you try to turn one, it'll stop at that ridge. You know what I'm okay. talking about? Okay. Where you can only lean that bike so far. So on this head, and I realized that it works great on jig heads as well. So when you're bringing a jig up over a piece of wood, it stops at that ridge. It keeps it vertical, so it stops. So when you when you want to pull it over is when it goes right. over. Right. But Very cool. Get, and when you when you fish ahead with the, with this ridge, you'll fish it, fish it, fish it till the bottom start. Now this is powder coat, so it takes a while. But once it starts sure. getting scratched up, and you look at that used head, you'll see all those scratches stop at that ridge. Let me see if I can get it. You see? Let, let me turn the angle. Here, I can I'll use a piece of paper here. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. Real technical here. No, but, I, I like, I like this because this is what, this is what separates certain jigs from the standard jig. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Well, those, just, those details. Yeah. Well, it's what makes them. It's what makes them handle well. Let me, let me pull the skirt off and show you. See if I. Oh, there you go. But it's, oh. it's not super. Uh, pronounced but there's two sharp ridges on the sides of that head yeah i see they're very yes. sharp ridges you see that you see them on the side of the head and they yes. come up they come up from basically the side of the hook and they run down to about the midpoint of the head and when you're coming over wood it doesn't turn past that ridge and isaac would yeah. you, do you call that somebody? So Matt, Matt and Chat. So I, I call him Matt all the time, but it's South Jersey fisherman, and I highlight his comment here. He says it also looks like it, it, it would be good in smaller rock as well, and get um, and not get wedged in the rocks. It almost reminds me as like a. It's not exactly because some of those features of that contour on the front end of the head. It almost reminds me of like a a smushed or modified version in different spots of a football head, right? Like it, it, it's, it's yeah. got that extension to the left and right, but that curvature on the front end is very unique. Interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah. The ridge, the, the width of the head in, in that, that anti-voltage is what I call it. Uh, that's what makes that head perform so well. Okay. Uh, oh, I think Isaac's adjusting. I don't know what happened. He's he's there. I, I got you, bro. You're good. <laughs> I'm teasing you, dude. Oh, my gosh. What happened here? All right. Isaac, let me see. I'm going to do this. Let me go here. Let me go there. <laughs> now we're dancing. Isaac, I don't know what happened. Audio went out for you, too. Let me see. Audio went out. It's all right. It's a good... Audio went out. Try, Isaacs, try doing the same thing. Leave the room and come back in again. Maybe that'll work. <laughs> it's okay, buddy. The only way, the only way to do it, guys, can you hear me? Is it only, I can't hear Isaac. Can you hear me? And Or can you hear Isaac? Who's the one that you hear? Right, Will, exactly. Can you hear me? Anyone? Anyone in chat? Can you hear Kuda? All right, you can hear me, but not Isaac. All right, Isaac, try leaving and then coming back in. 
I'll text him. <laughs> Unmuted on our end. Okay. So they say, here, I'll tell them. They say they can hear me, but not you. Try leaving and come back in. All right. So I texted them. Let's see what happens. All right. Private chat. That's an option. Very Matt, see, that's what I that's why I need other StreamYard people here. The only way to do it is to go out and come back in because I can't adjust the audio, right? So um, but real interesting head design. Um, yeah, Daniel and everyone has said that I can't I, I couldn't hear him either. So I don't know what happened. Um, he's still talking, right? I, I got a slight delay. He's out now, so I'm sure uh, Isaac will try coming back in. So as um <laughs> on the fly, uh, so, so Ben or Brian on the fly tackle says, he goes, he just told a lot of secrets. I'm, I'm reading his lips. Oh my goodness. So, all right, guys, sorry about the technical difficulties. We'll see what happens if Isaac jumps back in. Obviously, you know, I'm hopeful he's able to get back in. It works for a little bit. It's no big deal. Slight interruptions. Guys, uh, so while we're sitting here, I'll just give you a few uh, updates because I debated. I'm like, am I going to do this at the end? Maybe do another show? Um, so <clears throat> as of right now, I have it in my head. I'll give you a few updates on Jig Squad. So I have it in my head that I'm going to continue on the pathway. There's Isaac right now. Let me get him back in. So we'll get them in. There you are. There. And here we are. Like like nothing I, happened. Like nothing happened. I don't know what happened there. The screen went sideways. The side I don't know. I, if I had yeah. a good answer, I'd tell you, but I don't. But anyway, continue what you said. You were talking about the head design. What is that jig called, by the way, Isaac? This is called the pig jig. Um, you can find them okay. in the tackle warehouse as well. But it's called the pig jig. And, it, and like you were saying, it it's – it's not a football, but it, it, it is wider than your standard Archie. Um, left to left to right, but some different functions and features. Right, I can tell. right, right. But it, but 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 like that comment was saying, it is excellent in rock. It's very good in rock. Um, I've got some. I've got some rocky spots. I've invested a lot of tackle in, and I haven't broke one off in the rock yet. It's really good in rock. Um, Isaac, let, let me ask you this. I, yeah. I want your opinion on this because I, I happen to be talking to a buddy about this the other night. Um, flat eye heads, regardless of whether they're 60, 30, whatever the heck it is, flat eye, flat eye jigs. Mm -hmm. Tell me what you believe a flat eye on a jig head, regardless of style, does for you and in and, and different types of cover. Um, I, I like, I like. Like a flat, I like a flat a little bit better in wood. Um, I okay. feel that it keeps the keeps the head from rolling. Uh oh, Isaac, can you hear me, buddy? He's frozen. Oh no, Isaac, it froze. Yeah, same thing, Tom. Um, Isaac froze again, so he'll figure it out. He knows he knows to leave and come back in. It turns sideways. I'm not sure why. I can't hear you. Audio. So he knows. I don't know what happened. He's he's muted. Let me let me change him. It says muted. It's got to be the phone. South Jersey fisherman saying could be Isaac. Um, sorry, Bob. Yeah, I don't know what to say. Uh 
anyway, so I'll give you some updates. If Isaac jumps back in, I, he's welcome to come back in. It is what it is. I don't have a problem with that. Um, yeah, stuff happens, right? So just some jig squad updates. So, um, so the in, so I have some great guests coming up on the show, guys, and I mean there'll probably be some add-ons to that too. But as of right now, the intention is to continue on with this other, every other week format for the rest of the year. And then what I might do as we start, um, as we might, as we get into the winter seasons, it gets colder. I may add in some additional shows uh, and I'll call them the in-between weeks. Um, but we've got some great people coming up. Like I've got, um, I'm just going to throw, I'm going to throw some names out that I'm working on right now. Uh, and, and we'll see what happens. So I just need to shore up things. Um, um, one cast, one cat, you guys know, one cast, one cast fishing, uh, um, Aaron Diddy, look him up on Instagram. Great dude. Matt Luna, look him up on YouTube or on Instagram. Uh, also Jamie Bruce, uh, who is Bruce's Canadian angling. He runs a podcast as well. Jamie Bruce is a Northern, um, Minnesota fisherman, uh, and so I'm just, I, there's a, there's a diverse amount of people coming on and I'm excited about, um, a, a lot of those people. And there's so many more, there's so many more people I want to talk to in time, but the one thing I want to make sure, all right, so here's my guy, Isaac, here he is. Bam. Back yeah, in I'm, right away. I'm, back. I'm not, I, I'm not going to make you wait when you pop back in, he's back in <laughs> Isaac. Let me ask you a question. Everyone's asking about this. So somebody says, talk about the. What was the comment a little bit ago? All right. So Anthony says, talk about the prayer jig, preacher yep. jig, whatever you want to call it. Let's talk about the bucktail. You got to bring it up. Okay. I've got several. I got several. Um, talk about it because people love this stuff. This is the juice. Yeah. We can start with the, uh, we can start with a prayer jig first. Okay. I've got Let's one go. here. And basically what a prayer jig is. And they come anywhere from anywhere from a half to one ounce. Um, my personal favorite size being the half ounce. But this is the prayer jig right here, and it is a it is a big jig. You can tell it's a it's probably about total length. It's about seven eight inches long. Um, I love it. And how you, how you fish this jig? It's it's got four feathers. It's got some bucktail, uh, some flash. It's all hand tied. Um, but how you fish that jig? It's a freshwater bait, but you just throw it out there, and there's a couple of different ways to do it. You either stroke it up off the bottom, and you let it pendulum back down, or you throw it out there, and my favorite way, because it doesn't wear you out as much, you hit that reel handle about as hard as you can, about four, four or so times, and it just, it, the concept is to shoot that bait off the bottom, and then it just slowly pendulums back down. It's an offshore technique. Oh my goodness. You, so you guys, listen, what he just described is, is the super juice because I'm going to tell you something. And, and to be honest with you, I let you guys know, I, if I got something to say, I'm going to say it on this show. Uh, I've watched plenty of Texas boys use that very retrieve smashing 10 plusers. And um, who's the guy, who's the crappie guy? Um, what's the big crappie fisherman that but goes and fishes bass once in a while um oh god what is his name 
he crushes big fish in Texas. And I forgot the guy's name. Somebody will know. Maybe South Jersey fishermen. But there's a lot of YouTubers out there. I've seen videos of them cracking big fish with that exact technique that you've talked about, Isaac. Yeah. No, yep. Daniel, not Garland. I want to say Douglas, but it's not Douglas. Oh, my gosh. Josh Jones. Matt, I knew you were going to get it. Josh Jones. That is a Josh Jones technique. Not that he's the only one that does it. Right. But he right. fishes that exact technique. And other guys like Milliken and stuff like that, they'll, they all use that technique. And maybe it's just that uh, maybe that's the way you fish that jig. I'm just not used to fishing that size of jig. Well, um, it, it seems like a big jig. Um, it, it's kind of intimidating because, you know, once when it's dry, it's, it's, it's pretty big. Sure. But once you get that jig in the water, it's not intimidating at all because it'll, it'll with it being hair and, and uh, feathers and stuff, it, it'll shrink down to about the size of a fluke, like a, just a just a standard fluke size. Isaac, um, do you have two? Do you have two feathers off the back end of that thing? We have four feathers off. Four of feathers. Hold that up again. I want to see yeah. that glorious jig. <laughs> these are the these are the money. Oh my goodness! Look at that. Yeah. And that's it. But once it once it gets wet, oh, I see that, him now. All that material streamlines into just a thin shape. It's it's about the size of a standard flute. Sure. But that that is a that is a great technique. Um, my personal favorite color would be the white with red thread, the classic color. Um, it's white with red white, thread. White with red thread. That's 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 my personal favorite to, uh, color to throw. It catches big ones though. Um, it doesn't take a lot of practice to fish it because you get two types of bites with it most of the time. Um, one being it'll they'll get it on the fall and you'll you know you're a line watcher I'm sure like I am but you'll sure. see your line yeah, yeah, yeah. pop. You see that line pop. The other way is you'll go to rip it again and your rod will just load up on them. Um, really fun technique. Uh, I've caught a lot of fish on it, but they're typically when I'm fishing a group of fish, I'm I, I'll typically catch the bigger ones in the group throwing that. Um, Isaac, do you ever run a seven, seven and a half foot rod? Do you ever have um? Do you get the striper guys to come and start talking about that? Oh no, Isaac sideways again. Ha. <laughs> I'm sideways again. <laughs> yeah, I heard. Now I hear you, but you're sideways. <laughs> well, we can deal with sideways. I'll just I'll just turn a little bit and hold stuff like this. You just um, you just lean sideways. Tell the wifey not to let you fall over. That's all you got to do. <laughs> that's what I thought. That's it. But uh, no, it's it's a uh, it's a great technique though. Turn oh, on the phone. He was out. Oh, there you go. Hold on, buddy. I got you in. There you go. You're sideways. It doesn't matter. We just want to hear you. We don't care what you look like. <laughs> uh, you there? Can you hear me, Isaac? Oh, no audio, Bob. No audio. I'm sorry. Oh, there you go. All right. See, that's what, that's halfway there. Hold on. Let me try. Let's see what I could do. Bring you out back i don't know what happened here isaac no audio i see you you look great buddy 
Yeah, Mikey Balls does like that hair jig, Michael Bradley. I don't know what happened, Isaac, with the audio. You know what we could do, bud? Listen, if it keeps because it keeps going out, why don't we? We could always try setting something out. Can you hear me? I don't think you can hear me. All right, guys, listen, Isaac. I don't know what happened. I don't know why the audio goes out. I know he's using his phone. That's the only thing. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna tell him we're gonna try and set something up another time. Yeah. So we'll see. If he comes back in, I'm going to put him in. I don't care. But I'll just continue on with Jig Squad updates. So I gave you an idea of what's happening um, for the rest of the year. We'll do add-on shows. But one of the things we're going to do, and I'm toying around with the thinking on this, is potentially – now, Matt, South Jersey Fisherman is going to love this. But I'm really thinking of diversifying the show's experience um, because this three, this half of the year so far has been tremendously about – a lot of bass fishing, some saltwater, barely any, but mostly bass fishing. And I'm considering about diversifying the show and, um, and bringing in sporadically some people from the salt, uh, and, and guys like Larry Hadley were on and we kind of made Larry Hadley's style of fishing equate to how we should do things as bass fishermen. But I also think that there's some other elements of fishermen in styles from the walleye community, as well as, um, uh, um, uh, the saltwater world. And I, and I really think that that, um, there's a chance for some of those experiences of those designers to make us all better, uh, jig makers, or at least to interest us more, um, uh, on, on, on other avenues. So, um, you guys have any comments on that? All right. He's back. Hold on. Let me add him in. We're going to do another show on that. Let me, let me throw him in. There we go. All right. You're here, brother. You're here. No volume. You know what it is? (laughs) You know what it is? You Southern boys in your phones. This is what it is. I'm going to get you on a laptop the next time I have you on. You're on. I hear you, buddy. I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can hear Isaac, but he can't hear us. Well, I hear you, Isaac. I hear you, buddy. I can hear you. Oh, shit. Excuse me. I don't throw a lot of words out ever, but... Um, but anyway, that's all right. It's you guys, I just keep rolling. I, I roll on, um, Brian, I appreciate the words, Larry. I appreciate, appreciate the words, Anthony, great comment. So Anthony's saying, you know, how's the Cuda Cape coming? So basically I created an area for myself in the basement and I I'm working on how I want to do lighting. So I'm basically up in a bedroom right now. I take, I take two nice little pictures up off the wall here. I put this Cuda up every single time this, this Cuda. So, you know, you get a little behind the scenes tonight. This Cuda actually is um, down in my family room. So it's not like this gets hidden. And here is Isaac. Let's get him in. I can. Mm-hmm. I see you. Can I hear you? Still can't hear him. Ah, no, no audio. Volume. Still no volume. No volume. Yeah. I could see you. I just can't hear you, brother. So we can hear. I'm going to mute him for a second until he gets it squared away, guys, because I can hear it. And so I don't want their size of size of disgust to happen. Let's see if he's here. We'll see. Well, I, I still can't. Something, something wrong going on. Yeah, no audio, buddy. Let me, you guys, listen, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to call Isaac real quick. I'm going to tell him we're going to hook up on another time. Let me call him. Just a minute. And I'll tell him we'll try and get him on another time. What's up, buddy? You know what we'll do? I'm going to try and get you on another time because it keeps going in and out. Maybe what we could do 
I'll set it up another time and we could, we could do like a part two and I will get you on. And then what we'll do is I'll try and get you on the laptop or something else. And then, and we'll make it work. Okay, bud. So, like I could, I could see you. Yeah. I just can't, oh, can't hear. Now I can hear you. Hold on. Let me hang up. I can hear you now. Can no. you hear me? No, no, no. All right. I'll call you, buddy. I'll call you. All right. So anyway, that's the deal. I'm not going to keep making him come in. Um, Yeah, we can hear him, but his issue is that he can't hear us. So I don't know what happened. Uh, it is what it is. I'll get him on. I will get Isaac on another time, and we'll try and do it. I'll just give you a couple updates. Um, he keeps He's trying. Stream. Isaac, how about now? Can you hear me? No volume. No audio. No volume. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. I'll hold on one more time. I'll make sure he knows. I don't want to leave him hanging. Yeah, I he picked up here. What happened? It's not going. All right. I you know what we'll do, buddy? I'll schedule something else some other time. We'll get it going. Cause I it's not working. So I apologize, bud. I'm sorry. Whatever's happening, we'll get we'll get you on your laptop or a PC or something like that. We'll make it work. Okay, Bub. All right. Thank you, buddy. We'll see you. All right. Stuff happens, guys. That's how it goes, right? Um, he kept trying, dude. I appreciate him tremendously. Isaac's a great dude. Um, and I definitely want to get him on again because he's a phenomenal designer. Uh, he does a lot of very cool things. And, and I want to get them on. So it is what it is, man. You guys got to figure, I will say this, there's only been one other time where we had slight technical difficulties. So in six months, uh, it is what it is. But sometimes the phones just don't work as well. I always try and encourage people that we try and use, uh, you know, I just feel the PCs or their laptops work better. But anyway, so going back, I'll just, I'll, this is, this works out uh, on the back end here because it gives me a chance to give you guys some updates. Um, I really want to bring in some different types of designers. And um, if you're only a bass guy and uh, and you don't want to talk about talk to the walleye guys a little bit or you don't want to hear the saltwater guys, uh, so be it that, you know, no big deal. Um, but I do think that it helps us understand different design elements and um, some other things uh, that we do. And um, and there's for what it's worth, there's plenty of guys. If you think about it uh, from the saltwater world, you got Larry Hadley's been on CT Fishner has come on and talked about bucktails. Um, one of these days I'm hopeful to get on the fly tackle on here, but he just ignores me every time I talk to him about it. Uh, so the thing is, there's just some tremendous design values that are out there and I would like to get them on. And I'm considering, I'm not going to say who, but I am considering bringing on, uh, potentially a shop owner of a fly shop. And I'm not going to say what fly shop, uh, very well known in the country. Um, and I'm, I'm debating potentially bringing him on, uh, because I know he's a bass head and, um, uh, I'm not going to say more than that. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, but I will say this as we move into the second half of the year. So the goal is to, to diversify, um, and to, to do some different things. Um, and, and addicted angler, yeah, I hear you, buddy. That wouldn't be a bad idea, but we're an hour in, and I'd rather get him on another time. But I appreciate that comment. That is that is a good option. Um, but I'm I'm not gonna 
we're just gonna we're gonna summarize, give some jig squad updates, and then and then we'll go again. I I actually considered what I was gonna do like a pre-show. Uh, I, I thought about maybe doing a pre-show before Debo's show on Saturday and, and kind of giving some updates. Um, you know, Matt, I'll tell you what, I really, I really appreciate you saying that. Um, because you guys, you gotta understand, I I I almost think I like other um I don't like walleye fishing over bass fishing, but I think I might like saltwater fishing over bass fishing, even though I live in Chicago. So just figure that out. But um, I do think there's there's a lot of value. Somebody asked me, somebody asked me, they said, hey, Murph, would you consider doing just like a, a random talk, talk night and have some people on? I would, but I got to tell you, if you start talking about like Jeff Sprague and, um, and some of these other things going on, I'm going to have an opinion. I got a lot of opinions, folks, but I've kept Jig Squad opinion free other than jigs and materials. <laughs> and so I really don't want to, I really don't want to go down that road. Um, yeah, you know, Matt, I appreciate it. And, and for what it's worth, uh, make, making lemonade out of lemons here on the back end. I think Isaac is is top of the line. He's a he's a class act dude, and I appreciate him tremendously. And I I, I owe him, you know, the opportunity to kind of talk talk more. He's got a lot of lot of perspective on some jigs and. Um, you know, I'm going to throw one little quote out there that Isaac shared with me the other night. He says, you know, there's a lot of people out there to make a lot of really, really good and effective jigs that no one knows about and no one buys the jigs. Why? Just because that's the way this industry goes in the marketing end. And are they a presence on social media? Um, but if you guys are in chat, there's a lot of stalwarts that are around in this chat still throw a comment in chat. Like, I mean, if you have comments, I mean, I I've seen some comments about, Hey, the diversification is a good idea. Um, but you know, what, what do you guys think? Are, do you guys want to hear from some walleye guys? Do you guys want to hear from more saltwater guys to diversify the experience? I mean, the bucktail world, we've only, we've only touched the surface. Um, and so the great comment by Anthony, he says, you know, I redfish on vacation and fish for trout and salmon. So it's a great idea. Look forward to the knowledge. So interesting enough, that's the only time I get the saltwater fish. And, and guys, if you want to talk, if you guys want to hear funny stories, I got funny stories. But if you want to talk about a funny dude, I was, I was, I was in the middle of uh, Colorado in, in the mountains and there were guides with sage stuff everywhere rocking all their gear with clients and fishing um on, on rivers and i pull up in the family van with my kids and i go out there with a nine foot crappie rod a nine foot crappie rod some flies i tied myself and some i bought in the park up in estes park and here i am pulling out 20 feet of line and 30 feet of line and i'm freaking whipping along i didn't own a fly rod and there i was catching browns and cutties and um in the middle of all these guides and they're looking at me like, look at this, look at this goon. But that's, Hey, that's what we do. And I will tell you since then, for anyone who's inquiring and thinking that I'm a hack, I have since bought a fly rod. Now, unfortunately it was an eight weight because I'm a bass head, but at the end of the day, I did acquire myself a five weight as well. So, um, you know, um, what it will say here, um, we don't have toothy fish, but I'd listen so, Will, interesting enough, and I this is the one thing I want to get to with Isaac next time. 
I really want to tap into the experience. We had CT Fishner on, and he talked about stripers. But I'm really interested in talking about these prayer jigs or preacher jigs, whatever you want to call some of these different jigs, these large bucktails. Uh, and Matt made a reference uh, fishing the southeast. He made a reference earlier about fishing for striper striper fishermen. The striper fisherman scene has a tremendously interesting uh, and diverse uh, style of fishing jigs. And I would love, um, you know, Brian Schmidt saying, "I." So, guys, listen. If you have not seen the show, go back and listen. I was green. It was one of the first shows we did. Brian Schmidt. Um, was on Jig Squad. And so go back and listen to the show. But Brian Brian tells a tremendous story. So I'm not going to tell it right now, but you can go back and watch that show. But let's just say Brian has some extremely useful, knowledgeable information that he understands about fly, fly tying materials. And you'll understand why when you watch that episode. Um, but guys, you know, somebody asked me the other day, what am I going to do about, you know, channel member? I can't, so I'm, I'll reiterate again, excuse me. I, I can't um I can't do channel memberships and all these other things until you hit a thousand followers. And for what it's worth, I'll, I'll say this now. I don't even know if I want to do channel memberships. I don't want your money. If you want you want to give me money, buy some of my stickers. You know that that's what I'll do. If you don't like my stickers, don't buy my stickers. I don't I don't care. Um. So Will yeah Will says. Let's see Will what stripers are very big here. Lake Lanier is loaded with them. Will, it's so interesting you said that because my only knowledge base about stripers is obviously, um, you know, what I what I think is obvious is East Coast striper fishing. But there's there's lake there's lake stripers that are ginormous, and you say it's very big here. So I would be I would be very interested to talk about those type of things um, with somebody that fishes stripers on inland lakes um, in, in the sort. And then here's my guy. Mr. Avoid me like crazy, Brian. Brian and I have this back and forth on the fly tackle. Um, he has a full inventory of musky hair. I've never shown to the public. Well, you, well, you Wisco hillbilly. I would love to get you on the show and actually have you talk about that. Imagine that. Uh, it could be something entirely different than something that might be your standard. Um, but guys, listen, I'm trying to do the best I can uh, to create an environment where you. Are, you're free free of politics, which I'm not interested in, and that you have an opportunity to talk about jigs. Um, and you know, there's some people in here that I know that are don't make jigs, right? And I consider them friends because we've we've gone back and forth on Instagram or whatever it is. I don't care if you're a jig maker, if you just like talking about it, interesting styles. Isaac talked about that Zoom uh, uh, super chunk tonight, and I, I out of nowhere, I had an epiphany, like like wow. I would like to fish that again. I could see the flow from that tail. So um, it would be interesting. So Will Will says, what I asked earlier was about um, how-to videos, tips, tricks, and techniques. Um, Will, it's funny you say that because a lot of people have talked about that. The one thing that came up, and I don't, Will, I don't remember if this was you. Somebody made might have commented on a video. Somebody had specifically asked about spending a night and talking about um, getting started in jig making. Uh, and I want to say that here. I don't think it was you, Will. I think it was somebody else had commented. Um, uh, but tips and tricks would be a great video. And then somebody asked specifically about what's a good mold to get started with. If I don't have any molds and I just want to buy one mold and maybe tie some things up, what would I start with? Um, and so I do think that a tips and tricks uh, night 
would be good. Um, I'll be honest with you. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that myself. I would bring somebody in uh, to do that, that I feel is, is better at all this than, than me. Um, I'm good at talking. I'm good at making skirted jigs. I'm learning more and more about all the other types of jigs, no matter how many years. Anthony, it's funny you say that. Um, oh, I'm going to highlight another comment in a second. So ball head jig. So Anthony, I agree with you. And I think, um, you know, I really think that that's a good starting point jig. And I'll tell you why. Um, Will, Will says, he goes, no, it wasn't him that made that comment, but that's a comment he would say. So, okay, let me highlight this because this all plays in. So Gators, Chris McCluskey is Gators Adventures. So if you're not on Instagram, chase Chris down. He says, I don't make jigs, but I think I'm going to try this winter. I like all the knowledge shared here and learn from listening and in the chat. So Chris is the guy that I have in mind. Like when I hear people starting and saying, I want to do something, but I want to do it simply. And, you know, I've had several friends that said, Murph, you got guys. I'll be honest with you. I posted pics the other day and everyone made fun of me and I posted pics. I was fishing on slips, uh, on the Kalesag river, uh, feeding into Calumet Harbor on the far South end of Lake Michigan the other day. And I posted on my story, a couple of pictures that looked like scenes from out of a movie with old warehouses on the edge of slips and people commented on the, on the scenery. But I went there cause I have a buddy that works in, in that area. And we went and I'm, 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 I'm uh, drop shotting for smallmouth through the barge slips and right at the mouth of these slips on the Kelsey river. And we, and we absolutely whacked the smallmouth. great experience. But I will say this. I, um, I, I was thinking that night, I go, you know, I really, my buddy, we're driving home and he says to me, he goes, Murph, he goes, the only thing is, he goes, you get all these people on your show and these guys tie all this fancy stuff and it's almost too much. And I, and I, and I stopped for a minute and I thought, because this friend who said this to me is one of the, is a phenomenal fisherman. He's actually a phenomenal jig fisherman for walleye. Um, he's a river rat and he is just, he he's. I've learned so much from him, but at the same time, he said that and I'm thinking, yeah, I have to remember, you know, where my roots are, um, and, and how we cater to all these other experiences from different fishermen. And, you know, Chris Gators adventures would be a good example. We need to talk to guys about how to get started. Um, Brian, Brian Schmidt has talked about in the past that he would be willing to talk about some real basic things just about how to lot. Like, I'll give you an example. If you talk about tying material, it would be real interesting for somebody to talk about how to lock down material. What is the technique you use? Why thread pressure matters? Um, we can't just send everyone off to Gunnar Brammer and his videos and have them go and learn how to do these things, which is somebody that people should watch. But if they want simple, maybe they don't even need to tie their materials in. Maybe they only need to use wire. But wires for silicone. And if you want to tie materials in, you should learn to tie with a basic. I always tell people, don't make sure it's a ceramic bobbin. You have to get a ceramic bobbin. Otherwise, it's going to fray your line. But the thing is, it would be cool to do something like that, Will. And I think um, maybe as we get into the winter, maybe those could be some of the add-on weeks. Or maybe we pick another night and we do like a, like a special night about just some basics. And maybe we can even... Um, you heard me mention a fly shop. Oh, the naked people are here. These slaps. 
Hold on a second. They, I, I let me go in here. How do I? I just got to click them and go. Now I got to go into. Um, I don't know how to uh, get rid of these people. They, they're hitting all the chats lately, and I just need to know how to do this because I'm, at, I'm on my YouTube page now. I got to, oh, my goodness. How do I block these clowns? People, here you go. Remove, report, block. What, where, put, put user in timeout. That's what I like. You're in timeout. You could leave your dirty comments up, but I'm going to put you in timeout. See, you get to hear these comments I make. Hold on. Remove. Let's remove some of these things. You guys get to hear my funny comments along the way. They're in timeout now. So, see, this is what I say. These yahoos. Now you, you know, I hear the Chicago and me come out. Whoever's listening to this thing on um, podcast platform, yeah, what, what should we call it? Hate speech, pornography, report. I reported them as pornography. Thanks. All right, those clowns are gone. But anyway, they're hitting all the shows lately. So. <laughs> But anyway, they obviously, it's some slap that watches all the fishing um, channel um, shows and they come in here and, and try and dirty talk us. And we're not down for dirty talk. We're here for jigs. But anyway, you guys, those are some of the updates. Um, <laughs> Chris McCluskey, the girls found me. That's exactly right. Um, I, I find it comical that this stuff happens. Um, all right, guys. So listen, those are some of the ideas. Uh, Will, I think it's a great idea. Chris McCloskey uh, has talked about it. Some other people have mentioned it as well. I think it would be good. Um, and then even, I think it allows people to ask some questions um, and, and things like that. Daniel T, you're exactly right. I have to figure out how to do mods. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to commit that. I'm going to learn how to do mods. Um, but anyway, love chat. The, the best adult dating site was in the room. We're happy to have them. GTFO, get the F out, and um, and we move on to the next things. Um, you guys, this is Jig Squad. I appreciate you tremendously. I'll keep you guys updated. I would like to do like an update, short little update live once in a while. I don't even know if we need to like uh, save it and put it on the channel, but I might do some random uh, update nights, uh, but I don't want to step on any other toes. There's going to be some new things coming up. I'm excited for the Burley Boys. They're going to be coming out with um, a new podcast soon, uh, and I'm excited for them, uh, Aggressively Average Anglers. So it's got to be coming soon. I haven't talked to them myself, but I know it's coming. Uh, and for the rest of my people that are jig makers or do shows, I appreciate you tremendously. Um, but some cool people coming up on the show, and we're going to be talking jigs. I'm going to have some more northern uh, marabou-style jigs. I'm excited to get Jamie Bruce on and talk about the Bass Tactics Heads. Uh, maybe we'll even get Brian Gustafson on one of these days too. Um, but anyway, Michael Bradley, I appreciate you, everyone. I hope you have a good night. We are out, and I appreciate you. And this is Jig Squad. Peace. We're out. <laughs>